Episode of the Compass Rogue podcast starring the co-owners of Compass Rogue's Counseling and Consultation, Christian Tomasco and Alexandra Fox. Alex, how are you feeling tonight? I'm okay. All right. I'm actually doing really well today. Good. Um, it's been a long time since we recorded. We've gotten together, obviously, yeah. and uh, attempted to record, but then, you know, maybe drink a little bit too much, yeah. get distracted. Yeah. So we're finally here. We're finally recording. Mm-hmm. A lot has happened since the last time we have recorded. Yes. Yeah. This is episode number four, correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, now that the audience is aware of our drinking problem, uh, our collective <laughs> drinking problem, uh, let's jump right in to uh, episode number four. Uh, and we have titled this episode, Diagnoses. Right. Do you want to talk to the audience a little bit, our audience of three people, uh, of uh, about why uh, we decided to um, make this podcast episode about diagnosis? So, firstly, uh, to preface mm. uh, everything, mm. I think it's really important to have, you know, a little bit of a PSA, public service announcement, right? Mm-hmm. Which is that, um, uh, as I've said before, you know, we are... Uh, an authority in mental health, but not the authority. What we say, um, you know, we tend to say what we believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a lot to say about mental health. We have a lot of collective experience, but if you are having a mental health crisis, you should reach out um, to 911. You should reach out to a mental health uh, agency, uh, a practice, seek help, um, obviously. Um, we've talked about that before, but I always want to make sure to say something about that. Uh, yes. Very important that we always start off our podcast episodes with that PSA for PSA public yes. service announcement. Yes. Um, and then the other thing is I think we should, uh, we, we are, let me also, let me just jump in and say that we are the authority on whiskey though, or at least I am. And, and pasta. And pasta. To yes. Moscow pasta. Correct. And so to our audience, if you are running low on whiskey, if, you're at, if you've run out of whiskey, please do yourself a favor. For the sake of your mental health and emotional well-being, go buy some more. Thank you. I love the whiskey mm-hmm. that you gave me, mm-hmm. the Lafrag. I recently gifted Alex a bottle of Lafrag for... Um, I forget what it was for her birthday. Oh, it was Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. It was five months late, but it's the thought that counts. <laughs> Christmas in May. Uh, but I gifted her a bottle of Lafrag for her uh, uh, for uh, Christmas. Uh, for those of you who are not whiskey drinkers, Lafrag is a Scottish whiskey, uh, and a uh, it's it's known for its smoky, smoky flavor. It's quite delicious. And then I used that mm-hmm. to make a cake. Mm-hmm. Um, to celebrate your birthday. Yes. Uh, and so you had a Lafrig, mm-hmm. uh sort of essenced cake yes. with chocolate. It mm-hmm. was 
It was good. Yeah. Not my best work, but it was very good. No, it was good. And what I really liked about that cake is that you sprinkled a little bit of cocaine on the top of it, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting. Uh, so it was a Lafrag, uh, a whiskey laced and cocaine laced uh, cake. So for those of you who are still listening, I believe at this point our audience is down to two or one. Uh, we have decided to uh, focus on diagnoses for yes. uh, tonight's episode. And uh, Alex, I, I would uh, like for you to talk to the audience a little bit about why we decided to focus on diagnoses okay. for tonight's episode. Uh, um, it's so diagnosing. Oh my gosh. It, I, ha I have so much to say and I will not say it all tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, as this mm -hmm. podcast evolves, I think it's important to uh, recognize that while I say this is the diagnosis episode, this is not the last time we will talk about diagnosis, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, but a little bit of an introduction into diagnosing for those that aren't uh, aware of how it works, um, for those that are interested in what diagnoses mean. There are so many diagnoses, you know, um, and they're very, very helpful. But as we've talked about in previous episodes, there has been a stigma attached to um, seeking mental health treatment. Mm -hmm. There's been a stigma attached to having a, a mental health diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And people weaponize um, therapy and diagnosis uh, mm -hmm. a lot. How often have you heard somebody say, you need therapy? Mm -hmm. And not like you specifically, but mm -hmm. you know. How often have you heard that said mm -hmm. of someone? You yeah. need therapy as though it's like a punishment or yeah. it's like a, an admonishment. It's like a, 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 what's the word? Not a talisman, but like a mark upon you. You need therapy. It's, or, it's used. It's yeah. The phrase is used in a, has always been used in a pejorative way. Yeah. And, and also, uh, oh, I think he's bipolar or, yeah. ooh, that person's borderline yeah. or, um, People, that, people use these phrases very casually in our culture, uh, not realizing that those are actual mental health diagnoses and very serious ones yeah. that we really should not be. Uh, and, and so we, we should really not be using them lightly or casually or in no. jest. But no. I think most people who uh, kind of uh, say those things or use those phrases in jest or casually, uh, they don't quite understand uh, uh what they're saying. They're not mental health professionals and they don't understand uh, what those diagnoses are, how yeah, severe they are, how, they're, they're how they impact people. Yeah. 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 So, so let's say you have a bad breakup with someone and then um, you, you start Googling, uh, you know, what the fuck is wrong with him or yeah. whatever. Uh, and then you, you know, you go down this rabbit hole of like, Oh, I'm going to diagnose him with mm. narcissistic or, you know, as a narcissist or, mm. Oh, she was borderline or, mm. you know, stop, don't do that. So mm. firstly, let's, let's pretend someone does have a, a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder or, mm. uh, or has bipolar disorder, or you think they need therapy. Mm. Do you think the approach uh, is to demonize them because of it? You know, mm. is that a, is that a good approach to take? Mm. No. Mm. Um, mental health diagnoses, uh, have been developed in order to help um, categorize mm -hmm. uh, symptoms and signs in order to better help people that are truly mentally ill, right? Mm -hmm. So the Diagnostic Statistics Manual and the ICD, uh, it, I think we're in 11 now, mm -hmm. ICD-11, I believe, um, those are two things that are used to help mm -hmm. uh, uh, 
sort of monitor the prevalence uh, of diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for our audience members uh, who do not know what the DSM-5 is, that's an acronym that stands for the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders. It is now in its fifth edition. Mm-hmm. comes out once every 10 to 12 years. Uh, uh, and it is a reference guide. It's kind of like an encyclopedia for mental disorders. Uh, and every edition uh, adds uh, new uh, mental uh, disorders to it and sometimes modifies the diagnostic criteria for uh, mental disorders that were already there. Or even sometimes, uh, in some cases, they remove mental disorders uh, from uh, the, the DSM. So every edition is uh, kind of adds to our body of knowledge uh, in the uh, field of mental health. Yeah. It adds to our kind of a growing body of knowledge about mental disorders. And again, each edition either adds, uh, can add uh, disorders, modify the di- diagnostic criteria for them, or remove mental disorders entirely. But it's basically an encyclopedia for mental disorders. Yeah. So uh, as an example of ways that um, diagnoses have been modified um, in in the new edition, Mm -hmm. for instance, uh, uh, autism spectrum disorder. So at one time, autism, Mm -hmm. um, Asperger's uh, was was part of the autism spectrum. You know, Mm -hmm. so Asperger's was a diagnosis that was used. It was developed uh, a long time ago by someone uh, in uh, I. I read about this the other day and it's completely blanking in my mind right now, but uh, it, it no longer exists in the new edition of the DSN, the diagnostic statistics manual. Uh, Asperger's is considered part of the autism spectrum mm-hmm. and anybody that would have previously been considered someone diagnosed with Asperger's is now has an mm-hmm. autism spectrum disorder diagnosis, ASD. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's an example. Mm -hmm. Um, Grief at one time was uh, they were considering putting that in the DSM Mm -hmm. and they decided not to because they didn't want to um, take something that uh, they believed was a very natural thing for people to go through Mm -hmm. and uh, pathologize it. Which is funny because all the other things that people go through are also very natural, uh, yeah. but they have been pathologized uh, for various reasons. Okay, so why do we diagnose? So we talked about ICD-11, we talked about uh, DSM. The people that develop those things, I, I mean, this isn't a graduate level psychology mm-hmm. class, so we don't need to get into mm-hmm. the specifics uh, of how it's developed, who develops it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very useful. Diagnoses are very useful. They are a tool. They are used to help guide you in treatment there there. And the treatment is specific to each diagnosis developed by various people. Mm -hmm. Um, It's important. And for various reasons, Mm -hmm. Um, specific medications are developed for Mm -hmm. specific diagnoses. But if you think about it, uh, I've, I've spoken with a lot of psychiatrists um, in a professional setting not personal, mm-hmm. one psychiatrist personally, <laughs> which there's nothing. You've had that. several psychiatrists, but <laughs> I know one one was treating you for borderline personality disorder. Yes, yeah. There was another one who disagreed with that diagnosis and actually diagnosed with histrionic personality disorder. Well, I'm antisocial, actually. Oh, okay. That I'm was a well, the third psychiatrist. I'm a sociopath. Diagnosed you with 
uh, antisocial personality disorder. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm a true sociopath. Three different psychiatrists, three different mm-hmm. diagnoses. But I think I agree with the third one, the antisocial personality disorder. Yeah. I think that psychiatrist hit the nail on and the head. And medication doesn't help with any of those disorders. Well, I would explain the three bodies buried in your backyard. Right. Uh, yeah, that's part of the explanation. Yeah. Um, it's a but, much longer explanation. Yeah, yeah. But that's another topic for another podcast episode. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> where, where were throwing, we? She was thrown off by this revelation Sorry. of bodies it's in her like, backyard. Do we have to talk about well, bodies? well let, let, let's, I just want to take a step back and, and kind of define diagnosis and diagnoses. Oh, so, yeah. so, diagnosis is obviously the singular form of. of of, of the word and diagnoses is the plural uh-huh. uh, version or the, and the you can plural have firm. Multiple diagnoses. Yes. You don't just have to have, you, you don't just have to have one. You can yeah. have multiple. Yes. And there's co- just when you co- say them, when you say them fast, sometimes when you say the, when you say both words fast, it's hard for people to sometimes detect yeah. when you're saying the singular form versus the plural form, yeah. but diagnoses is the plural form of diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, to try to define uh, diagnosis, um, uh, I, I guess I would say it's uh, kind of an examination of um, a disorder, an ailment, a mental health condition. Uh, uh, it's an identification of a mental health disorder or an ailment or condition via an examination of Symptoms, right? right? So di- diagnoses are reached or determined based on symptoms and signs, right? So, mm-hmm. so uh, that's what the people that develop these manuals mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. right? Is they 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 catalog symptoms and signs, they put mm-hmm. them under these umbrellas mm-hmm. of diagnoses, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a way to classify uh, those symptoms and signs. Yeah, it's a way to organize. It's a it's used yeah. as a tool. Um, for statistical purposes, um, uh, and and also mm. prevalence, you know, and and also uh, as a way to track. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a really amazing tool, actually, if you think about it. Mm. ICD has been used in other countries for a lot longer than it's been used in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, United States, I didn't, was it twenty fifteen or twenty eighteen that mm-hmm. we started using it? I don't know. But it's fantastic because it's internationally used. So then you can study where people are getting signs and symptoms of mental illness. Mm-hmm. And then you can also, um, you know, maybe there's a cluster of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe there, uh, I mean, God, we could write a paper about uh, like the pandemic syndrome, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe that there so under the pandemic, under mm-hmm. those circumstances, mm-hmm. people uh, exhibited signs and symptoms that were pretty specific to the circumstance they were in, right? Mm-hmm. That could fall under like adjustment disorder, could mm-hmm. fall under depression, anxiety. Mm-hmm. But it's under the the quarantine, whatever, there were very specific things that were happening. And I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, maybe there is some diagnosis that comes along um, Mm -hmm. post pandemic Mm -hmm. um, to help explain a little bit of uh, the mental state that people are going into. uh, Yeah. uh, One that I suffered from uh, recently called, um, which I I coined um, pandemic masturbatory disorder. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, So, uh, I want to take a step back just for a second. I, I uh, explained to our listeners uh, what uh, the DSM acronym stands for, 
the IC, we should also uh, educate them about what ICD stands for, because oh, okay. we've been using uh, the ICD acronym pretty frequently and will continue to over the course of this episode. So uh, ICD is an acronym that stands for International Classification of Diseases. Yeah. All right. Um, so it's not just mental health for the ICD. Yes. It's like... I, I had a, a a fun little game that I played mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. I worked at a mental health agency yeah. where I would go through and I would look at all the different diagnoses that you mm -hmm. can have. Mm -hmm. And there were some really bizarre ones, not mental yeah. health disorders, but yeah. like so specific, like yeah. the, the, <laughs> my pinky toe toenail came off. That would be a diagnosis. Yeah. I'm being funny, yeah. but like, you know, they're so specific. Yeah. 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 So, so, so our, just so our listeners understand the DSM, uh, uh, is a catalog of mental disorders, which is now on its fifth edition. The DSM-5 is the most recent edition. ICD, the International Classification of Diseases, is now on its 10th edition. We're not on 11 yet. Not on 11 yet. Um, uh, and that is a catalog of both physical uh, illnesses, diseases, as well as mental disorders. Okay. And uh, and it's very useful. Mm -hmm. I, I like it better. Than Thank I God I'm a part of this podcast. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what would I do with that? I don't know. In life very, and in this podcast. Very, okay. Yes. Very in life, business, way. and this podcast. Uh, but uh, <laughs> maybe we can talk about first. And I'll, I'll let you kind of jump in here on, on this and kind of elaborate because you, you already alluded to the, the reason why the uh, DSM exists and why the, IC, uh, the ICD uh, catalog exists. They're, they're, they're both encyclopedias for mental disorders and physical uh, uh, illnesses or diseases. So they're necessary and important for organizational and statistical purposes, right? Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, what other value do, does the, the DSM uh, uh, and the ICD uh, cataloging systems have? I mean, we, we know obviously they, they help us to um, uh, catalog and organize. They, they obviously they're, they're catalogs of um, uh, mental illnesses and diseases. They also help us to organize uh, our understanding of mental illnesses, mental disorders, and diseases by placing them into different categories, right? right? Um, they also help us to better understand the diagnostic criteria uh, for diagnosis, right? So in the DSM, when you look up any sort, any a mental disorder, let's say, uh, major depressive disorder or schizophrenia, it will list the diagnostic criteria, which are the symptoms that a, an individual has to exhibit in order to be diagnosed with that particular mental illness. So um, for organizational purposes, these catalogs are incredibly important. Do they serve other important purposes? They, they do. Mm -hmm. God, there's so much to talk about. It's so mm -hmm. hard to... Well, bitch, get to it. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So the value that they have. Okay, mm -hmm. so my cynical side, my nihilistic... Their value um, over and above what I just said for cataloging right, right. and, and uh, statistical purposes. So uh, value. Uh, my cynical side mm -hmm. said uh, the value that they have for insurance companies... Mm -hmm. um, it, and we it, all know it, how valuable they are. Right, right. <laughs> so, oh my God, yeah. where do I get, where do I even start with this? Um, it is a way for us to um, get reimbursement from insurance companies. Mm. Like we have to prove that someone needs the mental health help. Mm. 
So we have to provide them with a diagnosis. Someone that doesn't have a mental health diagnosis will not get the services that we provide should they go through insurance, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the uses, uh, and it's a major use. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been to a counselor that I didn't use insurance with, and Mm -hmm. we never talked about diagnoses at all. Never. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that because as a counselor, of course, I was like, maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that. But I myself don't Mm -hmm. see a a whole lot of value um, Mm -hmm. all the time in talking about specific diagnoses. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is the value? Well, it might help someone to, it might help to illuminate Mm -hmm. um, someone's life experience. You know, it might help someone to, okay, let's talk about uh, PTSD, okay? So if someone is experiencing uh, hypervigilance, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're having fight or flight in their body all the time. Um, maybe they feel a sense of detachment. Maybe they're having nightmares. Maybe they're having angry mm-hmm. outbursts in public. We've talked about that before a little bit. Um, they don't understand what the fuck is going on in their bodies. They don't mm-hmm. understand what's going on in their lives. They don't understand why their relationships suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have these feelings of detachment when they mm-hmm. go into a mental health office, a community mental health center, a psychiatrist and the assessor, mm-hmm. um, the, the person doing the assessment and talking about these symptoms and signs, mm-hmm. uh, goes through a list of things that they can finally grab onto and and it helps them to organize their what they've been going through and they can label it in such a way yeah it makes them feel a little bit less weird yeah honestly it it helps you know if you think about yourself organizing your thoughts around events in your Mm -hmm. own life um it helps people it helps people to understand that this is a real thing yeah, it and other people have that. other people have been diagnosed with this same illness. This, this so is, that can be a benefit, yeah, and it can also be a cost. Well, it helps people to understand. Diagnoses help people to understand exactly what the heck they're experiencing, what they're going, what they're going yeah. through, what they're experiencing, and that, that it's a real thing. Yeah, that there is a certain degree of prevalence to it that other people. Maybe even many people, hundreds or thousands or even millions of people are also struggling with the same illness, right? Mm -hmm. And that helps them to normalize what they're experiencing so they don't feel alone, so they they don't don't feel feel ostracized. Exactly. They can gather a support network around them of maybe people that are experiencing similar symptoms. Yes, but it also helps them to understand what they don't have, Yeah. right? The diagnosis system, it helps people, it helps mental health professionals to narrow in on exactly what someone is uh, struggling with, the mental illness they're struggling with based on the diagnostic criteria that is set forth in the DSM. Um, uh, And so in in, in rendering a diagnosis, a mental health professional, typically a psychiatrist, can then recommend a course of treatment. So the diagnosis not only helps the the individual to understand what they're experiencing, Mm Uh, uh, and helps them to understand that other people are experiencing this very same illness too, but it also uh, helps to determine the course of treatment. Yeah, it's a map. Yeah. It's a roadmap. Yeah. It, it, it helps uh, inform what the next steps might be. Yeah. Um, it also rules out what they're not dealing with, right? right? Uh, uh, having an understanding of what you're, of, of exactly what illness you are struggling with uh, not only helps one to determine a course of treatment, uh, but it helps one to kind of um, 
no longer perhaps have to worry about wondering about what it might be. It's, yeah. it's not this, this or that. It's this thing right here. Uh, there are a lot of people uh, when they they are um, seeking mental health treatment have gotten to the point where they feel desperate, right? Mm. Um, we've talked about being proactive in mental health, mm. but the, yeah. what happens a lot of times is people do get to the point where they just can't take it anymore and they seek out mental health help. That is mm. what we see a lot of, right? Mm. They, they've hit a wall and they're like, I need help. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. When they come in and they hear us talk about, oh, well, that sounds like you're having anxiety. Yeah. And I can definitely help you with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is, uh, it's like, this is a very well-worn road, right? Yeah. This is a, this is a path that I've been down many times with mm -hmm. many different people. Yeah. It, it is absolutely not strange that you're having this. Mm -hmm. Everybody has anxiety mm -hmm. for someone that feels like they're going crazy yeah. for them to hear that, for them to know that there is a diagnosis that enough people in this world experience specifically what yeah. they are experiencing yeah. makes them go, Oh, okay. Like on yeah. one hand, again, yeah. on one hand, it's like, Oh shit, this is normal. This is the human experience. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry to say yes. But then yeah. also uh, a relief yeah. because it's you're not uh, alone in the universe with these bizarro things happening in your mind and in yeah. your body, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, a relief, definitely. I've seen yeah. a lot of people be very relieved when I start talking about... That's a good point, yeah. yeah. Diagnoses provide people with relief because it allows them to understand exactly what they're dealing with. And it yeah. rules out, of course, what they're not, what they don't have, right? So um, what is wrong with... I, 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 well, I was, yeah, I mean, I've been through that before. I, I, I thought that I was suffering from gout when it was really erectile dysfunction. So uh, my doctor helped me to understand the difference between the two. And once we determined it was erectile dysfunction, he put me on a treatment plan, which included therapy, uh, 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 Viagra, and a prescription to Pornhub. Uh, how uh, gout and erectile dysfunction, I don't think... What? They don't correlate at all. No, they don't. Do they? It was a joke. It wasn't intended to make any sort of sense. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Let's proceed. Do you have joint pain? Yes. <laughs> like, what the? Oh, my God. Okay. Says the woman with a giant box of Cheez-Its on her, on her refrigerator. <laughs> and not just a box, a crate of Cheez-Its. Well, that's for my daughter. Yeah, no, yeah. I understand. Costco. Nothing, no judgment here. Costco for teenagers. Yep, there um, you go. Um, because they like Cheez-Its. Do you know that? I, I know teenagers love Cheez-Its. I've never been a fan. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I can respect... They're kind of like... Uh, I can respect one's cheese addiction. Eating yeah. like dry Play-Doh. They're disgusting. Yeah, I never liked them. So... Um, is there a... Okay. So next important question as I continue to sip my, my Lafrag whiskey. Um Is there a downside to the, to, to the diagnosis yeah. system? Yeah. The modern system of diagnosis. But... It's a two-part question. Is the system, is there a downside to our modern system of, catalog, of cataloging uh, mental disorders? And the other part of it is, if so, is there a specific problem with, the with, with our system of diagnosing? In other words, the way in which we diagnose it's based on symptoms, right? Which well, are self-reported. Well, I was just going to say, most people might think, well, of course, Christian, diagnoses are, of course, determined based on symptoms. What the hell else would they be based on? Ooh. But what I, what I think most people don't understand is, particularly when it comes to mental illness, 
most symptoms are self-reported. Yeah. So people could be misreporting symptoms, not intentionally necessarily, but they could be misreporting symptoms. They could be misunderstanding symptoms. They might be thinking they're experiencing symptoms that they're actually not experiencing. Yeah, they could be malingering. So, correct. So with, with, with physical illnesses and diagnoses, um, and di when it comes to diagnosing physical illnesses and diseases, it's a little bit more straightforward. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, your knee hurts. Your not pain. always. No, not always. Of course, but I'm right. saying uh, relative to relative the system to of mental health, relative yeah. to mental health, the system of diagnosing physical illnesses, diseases is a little bit more straightforward. Not not across the board. Not yeah. always, but generally, most of the time, it's a little bit straight more straightforward. Oh, there's pain. You have pain in your knee. Your knee hurts. Okay, we can deduce that there's there's something probably wrong with your knee. A cartilage tear. Bursitis. Something. Yes. Yeah. But with mental illness, it's a little bit more nebulous, or, or I'd argue a lot more nebulous. Well, the fact you're experiencing yeah. symptoms X, Y, and Z. Well, it could be a number of different things. So something that I have could done, be a number of different diagnoses. Yeah, yeah. something that I have have uh, become a, a big advocate mm -hmm. of. I, I was this way previously, but very seriously in the last two or three years, given a personal circumstance I have in my life that oh, I, I've allowed my clients in on and uh, that I won't talk about now. But anyway, yeah. is that I, I highly recommend that if yeah. you are having any kind of symptom, you must get a physical health exam and yeah. get your blood work done yeah. because uh, you have to do a differential diagnosis. You have to figure out yeah. Is it in fact something that you can uh, point to in that's happening uh, in in your pancreas, or is it yeah. is it something that is there a tumor in your brain? Is there uh, are you having heart palpitations because you you have tachycardia? Are you you know uh, there's so many different things that can happen physically mm -hmm. that people might think um, are mental, yeah. but in fact, and we've said mental health and and physical health are the same thing. Well, they are, yeah, but it, it gets really complicated. Mm -hmm. um, someone with um, uh, with tachycardia uh, might develop anxiety. There, there is a diagnosis: anxiety due to medical condition or depression due to medical condition, mm -hmm. right? Uh, for various reasons uh, that might occur. Let the audience know what I'm doing right now. Uh, pouring more whiskey. Correct. Lafrague. Mm -hmm. Um, which I was, age 10 years to be exact. I was going to make those truffles. I'll do that next time. Anyway. So, uh, so I, I think it's really important to rule out a physical health issue, physical health being, you mm -hmm. know, a heart issue, a brain issue. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're right. Diagnosing a mental health disorder using the criteria set forth in the mm -hmm. DSM or the ICD 10, mm -hmm. uh, soon to be 11 is uh well there was the icd-10 and then there was the icd-10 cm that's CM. the that's oh. the most current version cm yeah. so they are self-reported obviously yeah. you can see signs of mental illness in yes. some people right yeah. if they're talking to themselves yeah. if they're uh poorly groomed they're maybe they're walking barefoot through the street in mm -hmm. the snow yeah um that all things I've done throughout my life right. at one point or another, now that you bring it up, but yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. I don't mean that. We can jump to the conclusion that maybe someone is mentally well, I, ill. I, I'm being facetious, but, 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 the, but, but seriously, those, what you just described, walking barefoot through the snow, uh, talking to one, a person talking to themselves, 
Those in and of themselves are not necessarily symptoms or signs of a mental illness. They can be. They can right? be. Right? But the point, and so that that's so all. The, so the point is that sometimes it's a little bit easier to discern. Well, to your point, it's, yeah. it's, it is somewhat, it, it, it's not as concrete as diagnosed. No. The, the symptoms for, and this speaks to my point and, and yours as well, uh, that uh, the symptoms one experiences um, f- physical health ailments, physical diseases, the symptoms that um, are uh, observed uh, and used to make that diagnosis are much more concrete and direct and clear. Yeah. Whereas with mental illness, some of the symptoms you just mentioned are not necessarily symptoms of mental illness, but they can be. Yeah. It depends on how they're occurring, when they're occurring, why they're occurring. Talking to yourself is not necessarily a symptom of a mental illness. You might be giving yourself a pep talk or engaging in positive <laughs> self-talk. I do that sometimes. I was going to say but, you but, do that all the time. But if you're talking to yourself and you're not necessarily intent, intending to do so, it could be a sign or a symptom of, of psychosis or schizophrenia. So, right? yeah. So, so, but this speaks to how complicated my, it can it be is when so complicated. And, yeah. the, and the fact is there are ways that one can see depression in someone's brain. fMRI. Yeah. Yes. Okay. A functional MRI. Yeah. However, that is not going to be used on a regular basis yeah. by clinicians. It just yeah. isn't. So how do we diagnose? People come in and they say, I'm having these problems. You ask them very specific questions. You go through differential diagnoses. You take a whole history. I recommend a, a physical exam. I don't do it myself, obviously. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and then from there, you, you go to the DSM, you go to the ICD, and, and you look at their signs, you look at their symptoms, and you diagnose them. And, um, and it, and it is mostly self-reported. So sometimes you can get a release of information and you can gather information from family members for someone that has a severe and persistent mental illness that, that happened often, uh, a family member would come in with them and they would assist with reporting the, the symptoms that that person had had and their history, because with something like schizophrenia, um, they're, they're not great at being self-reporters, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Um, those are, those are complicated diagnoses to make. Uh, I, the most famous diagnosis for me that I could not pinpoint, and this is one that I've joked with you a lot about, uh, which is not funny at all, and I apologize for making these jokes about you um, yeah. because of your syphilis diagnosis. The, syphil- <laughs> the syphilitic dementia. But, but there, yeah. was, there was a client that came in, and I went through all the diagnostic yeah. criteria. I, I did the normal thing that I that I did with uh, diagnostic assessments, yeah. and I could not put my finger on what the hell was going on. And yeah. I looked through the history then, yeah. and uh, guess what? It was uh, syphilitic dementia, in fact. And it, it that was such a specific kind of diagnosis yeah. that I had never seen. As we are prone to do, uh, Christian and I spoke for way too long the evening that we recorded this episode, and therefore we have had to divide it into two episodes. Uh, We have to learn how to control ourselves a little bit and stick to a time frame a little bit better. Anyway, enjoy the next episode of diagnoses.